This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, young ladies. I'm Kristen. I'm Caroline. A couple years ago, way before the pandemic, we made a series of pep talks. And for the very first time, we are bringing them out from behind the premium paywall for you. And we've picked six of our favorites that we think will really help y'all start the new year off right. We released three last week and the other three are out today. Listen to all of them and enjoy. Part of making new friends as an adult and as older that you get is really just like a testament of how flexible you are willing to be. And that's not to say that it's not hard. It's really, really, it's really hard. Like people are set in their ways. There are less structural incentives to like bring new people into your life. But I do think that if you can learn to be flexible about certain things and sometimes it's your time or sometimes it's the kinds of people that you've traditionally been friends with or, you know, it's like whatever that is, that that's always an opportunity to make new relationships. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Unladylike Pep Talks album. I'm Kristen. I'm Caroline. Pep Talks are pick-me-ups for when patriarchy gets you down. Starring some of our favorite, most inspirational, hilarious, and brilliant unladies. Today, hosts of the podcast Call Your Girlfriend, Aminatu So and Ann Friedman, are here to help us make friends as grown folks. Thank God. <laughs> Finally. And we knew they were the best duo to chat about the topic because, y'all— They're literally writing the book on it. The book is called Big Friendship, and it dives into the ups and downs of friendships and the importance of nurturing and sustaining those relationships. So, Caroline, as far as our friendship, I would say for the first handful of years that we knew each other, we mostly just had like a solid acquaintanceship. Yeah, yeah. You and I, because we met in college, we worked at the school paper together. And after that, we would like run into each other at bars. We always looked forward to seeing each other and chatted the night away. But yeah, it's not like we were having slumber parties. We did not plan to see each other. (laughs) Yeah. I do distinctly remember, though, running into you and we were talking by the bathroom and I always thought that you were just so much better at socializing than I was. <laughs> I usually, like, can't keep a conversation beyond, like, how are you? Fine. And then I panic because I don't know what comes <laughs> next. Um, but I remember being so struck at the time and still remembering it, even though I'm sure I had had some, like, horribly mixed <laughs> drinks, um, that we ended up talking for enough time that, like, friends that I was there with were like, Kristen, (laughs) 
what are, where did you go sorry she's in love with me now no and, <laughs> but it was it was that kind of connection when you, we would run into each other and we would start talking that obviously formed the basis of our pod ship <laughs> <laughs> um but there was always i guess yeah like just the friendship spark there we've always had chemistry we i have. guess is what i'm trying to say i think so too and you know i used to i think almost downplay chemistry and just assume that like oh i mean i can talk to anybody surely i can talk to anybody and a lot of the time sure maybe that's true where you encounter someone and and y'all do just hit it off but i have found myself in situations where i've met someone and the conversation doesn't flow there's lots of awkward pauses. I literally, and I'm a talker, run out of things to even ask oh, God, or to talk about. And I've also been in related situations to those conversations where someone might be like, well, we need to get together. Girl, can I call you? Let's get together. Let's get together. And again, I'm not like opposed to it. Sure, I'd love to grab a coffee or a drink or, or whatever, a sandwich. But there stirs in me this deep fear that we will then get to said like coffee date and I I won't have anything to say and at that point it seems like maybe I should just retreat to the people I do know <laughs> <laughs> I 1000% relate to that social anxiety I am being 100% honest when I say that I have spent time thinking of talking points before <laughs> situations like that because of um the dreaded silence the dreaded mhm yep well mhm but fortunately <laughs> We have a couple of pros here to help us out. Let's get to our bestie chat with Amina and Anne. And um, just to note, unlike some of our other pep talks in our album, this one is a little more free-flowing. It's very much like a mini Call Your Girlfriend episode, which is super fun. So buckle up and learn why making friends as an adult doesn't have to be so bad. Hi, um, this is not Call Your Girlfriend, but I am Amina Tussauds. And I'm Ann Friedman. We're writing a book together called Big Friendship, which will be out next year. And we have a podcast called Call Your Girlfriend. <laughs> Those are the headlines, right? Those are the headlines. You tell me. Um, you know, we, sh- we share a brain and a heart these days, so you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Anne, has there ever been a time that you could have used a pep talk on this topic? Have I helped you make new friends as an adult? <laughs> Tell us the story. How'd you get through I mean, through it? you are a, f- you were once a friend I made as an adult. Like, that's what I love about you asking me this question. <laughs> I mean, like, real adulthood, you know, like, we're talking like, like, what are we talking here? I, I okay, so this is good. Like, let's set, set the bounds of this topic, because I think that making new friends as an adult essentially refers to any time outside of your, like, a situation you were raised in or went to school in that you are having to make new friends. And I think it is still, some of the advice probably applies to, like, say if you're listening to this and you're, like, about to go away to college or something like that. Like, some of the advice might still apply. But for me, I think of it as friends where there are no structures around you, particularly structures of school that are pushing people into your world and kind of enabling it. Like, you're out on the world and you're on your own and trying to make friends. What about work friends, though? Because work friends are kind of like college friends, kind of. It feels different, though, to me. Like, like, it's true, but also, like, in college, at least... um, I think that there's this assumption that the people who you are showing up with every day and like going to class with are 
a friend pool, like a potential friend pool. And at work, like that is true. Like it is true that people meet like the friends and like in some cases like relationship, like romantic relationships that become important to them in the office. But it's like the assumption is not like you're going to meet your BFFs at work. Okay. So I'm going to say adulthood is 23. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to impose my timeline for education on anyone, but roughly I guess, yes. (laughs) Mid twenties and beyond, maybe is like the a good way of saying. Fair, 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 fair. Okay, so um, yeah, and I would say that like for me in my mid twenties to now, I have moved a half dozen times, and couple of those moves at least were to places where I knew no one or I had only kind of like one tenuous acquaintance, and so there have been lots of times when I have needed. Uh, a pep talk about it. Well, I have also moved a lot, a lot, a lot as an adult. And I do think that the older I've gotten, the harder it has felt. Um, Because I also grew up moving a lot as a kid. And so I think that it just took me a long time to, to really start engaging with how hard that was. And I think, too, that, you know, your point about, like, it really depends what kind of city you're landing in, right? Like, I think about my last my last big move away from New York. I'm back in New York now, but I moved to San Francisco for work. And I knew a couple people in San Francisco, like fair. I was definitely moving for a job. But that was one where I was like, oh yeah, like this is, I'm moving into a place where most of the people that I know here are in like fully formed scenes. And also I was just like old enough that I was self-conscious about a lot of things and really felt like I had to start over. And, you know, I'm not proud to say that there are a lot of days that I just sat on the couch and (laughs) sulked a lot or did the thing that you do where you justify um, not leaving the house because you're catching up with an old friend or you're, you know, or feeling like your life is full because your text messages are always blowing up and and really having to reckon with the fact that, like, yes, if I pick up my phone, um, I have a lot of people that I can talk to. But if I, like, leave my apartment Um, who am I going to meet? That was a whole different beast. And it took me a long time to really deal with the fact that I was, um, I really didn't want to deal with that. Um, You brought a concept into my life uh, as it relates to being new in a place and trying to make friends that I think about a lot. And I've relayed to many people, which is the idea of freshman year friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The, The people who you sort of friend right after you move to a place when you're in that like you know trawling the bottom of the ocean with a big net just trying to scoop up anyone you can in like in your new city and it's really like you're still finding your footing often whatever thing has brought you to the new city like you know I think in in my situation it's mostly been a job maybe that still feels new as well and you meet some people who are like who you might have some kind of connection with and you are spending time with them, but it's hard to tell whether you are going to connect on a deeper level eventually and they're going to become like a friend friend or whether this is someone who you're just kind of trying out and eventually, um, you know, you're going to kind of find your own local scene or world that maybe doesn't include this person. So like freshman year friend is like your starter friends in a new place. And usually like maybe there's a couple of them that hang on or like carry through. But I think it sort of speaks to the fact that even if you are starting to hang out with some people when you're new somewhere, it doesn't always feel comfortable or like you're not always certain that you have a lot in common. 
What, Anne, are you saying that friendship, like all relationships, is built on mutual investment and time and effort? (laughs) (laughs) Howling because we are literally writing a book about this. Um, Yeah, I'm just like, let me just open up a chapter of our book and read to you directly. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One thing that really, on an emotional level, um, is relevant to making new friends as an adult is being okay with discomfort. And like, so that that could look like a lot of different things. Like part of it is intentionality, right? So putting yourself out there and asking people to do things means feeling uncomfortable and not knowing about whether they're going to reciprocate or how. Some of it means like, like a concrete scenario I think about a lot is, you know, when you're invited to like a party or a barbecue or some kind of thing through a friend where you only know the friend who invited you. Like you really cannot think of one other person who you're going to know. That's a kind of social situation that I find like often very intimidating or exhausting. Like, ugh, like I don't want to just go and make small talk with a bunch of strangers because my friend is the host and they're going to be busy talking to everyone. But I think in terms of being new, um, saying like, okay, like this discomfort is a short-term thing I'm going to experience in order to meet more people and have the long-term reward of friendship is like, is really where your head and heart have to be at. And like, and you can do that if you think about it as a thing that Every, literally everyone has had to do at some point. It's not like you're a sad sack who's like lonely at the party. Like everyone I know has had that experience of being the person who knows only one other person at this event. I think a lot about this in terms of like not being afraid to, to, to try something new because in those really lonely days of being in a new city, the place that I, I dark side to the most is oh my gosh, why did I uproot myself from a place where everybody loved me and everybody knew my name to this new place, right? And you're right, a lot of times for like for us, that's been around work. So I, I obviously know why I have made that choice, but it's really easy to hate myself in those moments or to really second guess the choices that I've made and to, and to just start really, you know, the inner critic like really comes out strong. The inner critic jumps out at this moment. And so I, I always think, about this like the same way that my parents would do this when we were kids it's all about giving yourself multiple adventures and so I just turn into a really hardcore tourist where I was like well guess what I don't know everyone but there's always sights and sounds to see 
And so I do, I do all of the cheesy things that you do in a new city. Like I will, I will pick like an art museum that I want to join. I will literally be like, what's the Eiffel tower of this place? And how do I get there? What is the, like, I just start getting to know the city because I think that as you start to get to know the city, it is inevitable that you will meet people who are characters of the city and I also do the thing that, like, as a kid, I hated what my parents would do, where they were like, you got to say yes to every single invitation. And as an adult, that has really helped me a lot. Where I was like, you know what? I think about every invitation as the most generous invitation I've ever gotten, especially when I know nobody. And my response to that is, like, say yes to everything, go to everything, and be your best self at everything. And then who knows, like, where it all nets out. Do you think any of that is gendered either like the maybe the bad feelings that tend to crop up or like the second guessing or catastrophizing about a decision um, or even maybe like some of the advice that you've received? Does any of that feel like specific to the fact that you're a woman? I mean, I think that probably the feeling of um, like what always feels very specific to me about the fact that I'm a woman is that there are a lot of narratives that push back against like women being adventurous or starting over or making like these kinds of choices where it was like, ugh, like why am I moving for work when I could be moving with my husband and my 17 children, you know, or why am I not putting roots down somewhere? And, uh, so I think that, like, especially when I was younger, I would hear that a lot. And now I, you know, I'm like, nobody in my friend group makes me feel that way. And I don't feel that way, but I definitely every once in a while, like feel you know, it's just like society, society jumps out. I think too, that the, <laughs> the other place where like gender really intersects with this is that, you know, and I, we're writing about this in our book and we talk a lot about this on our podcast is that we're also just in an era where you're supposed to be collecting a lot of friends. And so the idea of just being like new in town and lonely and not knowing someone, you're like, what does that say about me that I just, I, I can't take an Instagram right now and fill it with like seven like people that I can tag, like what's going on here? You know, obviously, I think that all of this is silly, and I don't subscribe to it, and I don't agree with it. But I do think that, you know, they are feelings that have, like, really cropped up hard for me sometimes. Yeah, I think that last part um, that you mentioned in terms of this idea that, like, women, particularly women who identify as feminists, are supposed to have this, like, robust and super healthy group of women friends surrounding them is, like, is a real thing. And I think... Um, what's hard about it is like, I'm like, look, of all like cultural expectations around women to actually aspire to, I'm like, that's a good one. Um, but that being said, it's like, you know, it it is not indicative um, usually of some kind of personal shortcoming if like your immediate friend group is not exactly how you wish it were, you know what I mean? And like, like you were saying earlier in terms of mutual investment, like these things take time. And if you've really just made a huge shift in your life, expecting that everything is going to immediately click into place and align with your values and desires is, is just not reasonable. So I just like, I want to, I want to like acknowledge the sort of aspirational values around having a robust friend group and both affirm them. Like, obviously, we think it's awesome to have a robust friend group, but also to suggest a little gentleness when it comes to how long it takes to build that authentically. Right. And also that, like, your friend group is not a commodity, right? That the idea, it's like, if you have a robust friend group and they don't live near you, that's okay. Like, you've already invested in those relationships. You've made time. Your friends are not trophies that you're supposed to display that say something about your life or who you are. 
And I also think, too, that, like, one of the things that I always appreciate the most when I, you know, like, I am in this, like, kind of social starting over place is that I do get to spend a ton of time by myself and with myself. And I think that a thing, like, a value or a thing I wish we would inculcate in young women and girls more is that, like, it's okay to be by yourself and it's okay to have this time to be really introspective and to, you know, and to figure yourself out in a way that are not dependent on group dynamics and really, like, cultivate strong inner, um, you know, like a strong sense of inner self. And I think that that's something that even though it is hard, I always feel very grateful and to have the opportunity to do that when I am when I'm moving and new in town. Yeah. And I think I I just want to make one clarification in terms of like maybe who this pep talk is for. Like we've talked a lot about moving because I think that's a context in which you and I have both experienced a need and desire to make new friends. Um, But also like this is something that happens like even if you didn't uproot yourself and move. I mean, sometimes um, it can happen because like people in your friend group are the ones who moved away or because they got into a relationship or had a kid or had something else happen where they're just not present in the friendship or in the friend group in the same way. Um, I really do think that like after a breakup or sometimes after switching jobs, but not moving sometimes after even moving neighborhoods, um, there can be this sense of like, Oh wow. Like the stability or the regularity of the friend group I had has been really shaken up. And I really, I need to make some new friends. I think sometimes also as an adult, it's like, when you go through a new experience, you want friends who have shared that experience, which is not to say you don't, you, you know, are constantly switching out your friends for people exactly like you. But I think, you know, like I really recognize, for example, when my friends who are about to become parents are like, I need some more people in my life who have had this specific experience. I mean, that's just like one example. So I want to say that like there are moving is just this like one really kind of concrete visible shift, but like there are all kinds of other shifts that could lead you as an adult to be like, I need to really double down on my friend making. Listen, as Drake says, uh, American poet Drake says on uh, the party next door, come see me song. uh, Things change, people change, feelings change too. So Canadian poet Drake. God damn it. Canadian poet Drake. As Canadian poet Drake says. Y'all can listen to Anne and Amina on their podcast, Call Your Girlfriend, which is sunsetting in February. So go listen right now. Or you can also follow them on Twitter at Aminatu and at Anne Friedman. Pick up their book, Big Friendship, How We Keep Each Other Close, ASAP. Follow us at Unladylike Media on all the socials, or you can send us an email at hello at unladylike.co. And you can support Carolina Me directly by joining our Patreon. You'll get instant access to our ad-free bonus episodes and a new bonus episode every week, including our 2022 Disaster Ahead <laughs> preview. <laughs> you can find it all over at patreon.com slash unladylikemedia. Nora Ritchie is the senior producer of Unladylike. Michelle O'Brien is our associate producer. Gianna Palmer is our story editor. Shruti Marate transcribes our tape. Our music is by Flamingo Shadow, Ami Mae Cohen, and Sarah Tudson. Mixing is by Andy Christens. 
Sound design and additional music is by Casey Holford and Andy Christens. Nora Ritchie, Jenny Barish, and Joanne Kelly contributed vocals. Special thanks to Abigail Keel and Aaron Nestor. Our executive producers are Peter Clowney, Daisy Rosario, and Unladylike Media. This podcast was created by your hosts, Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin of Unladylike Media. And remember, need a little pep in your step? Get Unladylike. I moved neighborhoods also, and it is like a little, it's like getting to know my new neighbors has made me like very, very happy. And there's like characters on every side of my apartment. And I truly like just getting to like know what they like to eat and what they're listening to and how we're both mad at the MTA and the mayor about the same stuff. I was like, gosh, um, it's good to be alive. Stitcher. 